Somewhere lost in the clouded annals of history lies a place that few have seen. A mysterious place called the Unknown, where long-forgotten stories are revealed to those who travel through the wood. The Animation Destination Podcast is brought to you by The Destination, located at 5031 Shelbyville Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40207, just behind Dee's Crafts in the Best Buy Shopping Center. Hey everybody and welcome to the Animation Destination Podcast. We're here to talk about Over the Garden Wall which is an animated, animated miniseries that was on uh, Cartoon Network that went through a lot of developmental uh, problems uh, throughout its whole thing. I've been a whole lot of research on this thing. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, to get to where it was at and show it. I assumed it was just like, yeah, let's throw that out there. No, this thing's been been going for a while, and we finally got to see its uh, final incarnation, which was, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you guys think of that thing? We're just gonna go ahead and say it out right now. So, oh, I, it's wonderful. It's a uh, yeah. spooky. It's creepy. It's funny. It's imaginative. It. I mean, there's. I got a lot to say about right. the the show. To be honest. Oh yeah. Yeah. When I went through and watched it the second time around, right. I, was, I was trying to think of like one word that would describe it. <laughs> charming. Charming. That yes. show is charming. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is a really cool show. Agreed. Agreed. It is. It has. A lot of heart to it, a lot of charm. It's a modern day fairy tale by every stretch of the imagination. So uh, I think it's fantastic. But before we get into that, we got other stuff to talk about, guys. Uh, our animation recommendation for this week, we just watched that as well. Oh, oh yes. It's amazing. <laughs> Which was <laughs> Super Turbo Atomic Ninja Rabbit. <laughs> um, this was a short. Done by what? What did you guys think of the short? Anyway, explain the short to me while I look up something real quick. <laughs> it, it's it's really hard to kind of put into words because it's so awesome. But it's, it's animals mm-hmm. as samurai, <laughs> and then robots. Yeah, I just pretty <laughs> much like, said it's it, it is very much so. If like Usagi Yojimbo had a baby with Voltron, had a baby with Ronin. <laughs> Warriors, you know, that, yeah. I, as yeah. convoluted as that is, <laughs> yeah, that sounds you exactly know right. Each one of those things. That's pretty much what uh, Super Turbo Atomic Ninja Rabbit is all about. It pretty much is that exactly. It, it's a parody opener of an '80s cartoon show. Uh, the coolest thing about it is that if you look at it, you can tell it's it's not digitally uh, drawn. Right. It's probably digitally colored, obviously. Sure. But, but you can see the lines. The lines are penciled lines, and that that's just you don't see that. Often. You don't see that very often anymore. It's, yeah, it's not just nowadays. Not. It's, it's typically done digitally. Nothing wrong with digital, obviously, but it just it has that extra charm when you just see that see mm-hmm. that lining, and you can see where like the pencil sketches are. And it's like, oh, this was actually drawn on a piece of paper. There are <laughs> existing cells somewhere, physical copies of these things. Uh, it was done by uh, a, uh, an animation studio called The Line. Um, I believe they are in Britain, some, located somewhere in Britain. I have no idea where. Oh, uh, Warburton. Yeah, Warburton, London. No. Okay, London. London, England. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, on Warburton Road. I have their address. <laughs> I was going to give that out. No. <laughs> uh, but no, it's um, uh, it's a cool little thing. It's something they just did like out of like, oh, this is a thing we want to do. And there's no like, there's no like 
ambitions that they've talked about about making this into a show or which anything. Which is a shame. Which is a shame. Yeah, because it really is amazing. Like, it's, yeah. like, I think you said it best when we were watching it, Steven. It's amazing how much character development they've really put it into with just in the 30-second right. Right. episode right. or the little clip they have. Cause I mean, it's literally the intro to a comic, sh- to, a com- to a TV show that right. doesn't exist. Yeah. And you're like, why doesn't it exist? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it, it's very reminiscent of, like, He-Man because it goes like, through all the heroes and then it yeah. goes through all the villains and it, it kind of shows them squaring off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But It's Thundercats through and through. Yeah, exactly. I, I just, like, even the part where the, ro- where the frog leaps over, you mm-hmm. can see the, the trees streaming, like, Below him, just like when the when the Wily Kit and Wily Cat are like yep, doing yep, it over, yep. it's just it, it's exactly like that. The only question I had with it is why is the giraffe evil? Yeah, why, why wouldn't he? I mean, because he's a pirate. Well, I've no, never. No, no. <laughs> he, was, he was once a good guy. Oh, was but he, he got into a he got into a fight with uh, with uh, the rooster. Okay, and yeah. the rooster went for his eye, took his eye out because he lost his temper, mm. and now he feels bad about that. So that rooster carries <laughs> that weight with him forever. But so, the giraffe cannot forgive the rooster. So he has to join. So he back joined. Guys. He was like, maybe he comes back to the good side. Eventually, later. yeah, he'll, he'll become their oracle. Also, he lost his eye, so he had to become a pirate. So yeah, that's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite thing about that is the is the backstories that Mitch has come right? up with. I know, like, yeah. Each <laughs> of the characters since then. I feel like we need to like draft a few episodes and send it to the line and like, be like, "Hey, just a couple ideas. Just, just yeah. saying, just saying. Just do it. <laughs> One episode. Come on, thirty minutes is all we need. Oh, but it's got cool characters in it. I love all the character designs. I would love to see a comic of this or something." Yeah. Thing, like something sure. come from I mean, it. A comic would be great, I, but I feel like because I just love that type of animation. I would love to just see like a, a, a yeah. quick, you know, half hour episode or something. Yeah, and the main Ten minute episode. The main character is this awesome looking armored atomic rabbit with uh, <laughs> you know cool powers and an awesome sword. Yeah, his sword looks cool. It's yeah, just a super cool sword, and his name is Stan, which is a uh, an homage to Stan Sakai, creator mm-hmm. of Usagi Ojimbo, and. Uh, you can actually support this a little bit, though, to see more stuff done by them. I don't know what uh, that entails, but basically you can uh, you can go purchase the art book for this for a, don- a small donation. Awesome. Uh, you can buy that uh, at uh, theline.ninja, I believe. Uh, it's a digital download, so it's really cheap. It's not like a $30 book or anything. It's like $3 if you want to donate 3 bucks, Which is great and because it saves them on printing costs. Exactly. And also the savings get passed on to everybody else. Exactly. No shipping involved. Mm-hmm. They just send you the Pass file. Pass the savings on to you! <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's, it's, I think it's like a minimum of like, three, or excuse me, three pounds, not $3. So it's about $5. Yeah, somewhere so. in there for us. Uh, I, I think I gave them about 10 bucks because I was just like, this is awesome. So, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, yeah, and I got the digital download. It's pretty cool. It just show it breaks down like each one of the things. It names all the characters oh, in it, which cool. is cool because you want to know all the yeah. character names. And uh, I feel like I need to get yeah. this now because <laughs> yeah. if I'm gonna, if I'm going to be one of the writers on the show, I got to know the characters. Yeah. So. I, I remember liking all the names except for the giant bear. Because uh, he's got this whole like Japanese motif yeah. going on, but his name is Fernando. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know why that's. Yeah, I feel like he should be like a French swordsman, right? Or something, yeah, like Fernando, like, or Italian or something. Oh yeah, you know, something like along Fernando. those lines. Fernando. But, I don't yeah, know, yeah. I, yeah. I, I like the rooster. I think he's the queen. He, he seems like he's this Han Solo. Yeah, like when I first saw him <laughs> in like, the opening of the thing, I, yeah. I, I was like. For some reason, I'm getting a panthro vibe from this guy. Yeah, I don't yeah, know how, right? to, how else to really describe it right here. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, it looks cool. Uh, and I, I say go donate to him because I'd love to see them do more things, even if it's not anything having to do with this. I just want to see shorts yeah, out of yeah. these guys, anything. Uh, so that's the line, and I enjoyed it. So mm. go, go check that out, fellas. 
But that's moving on uh, to a little bit, and we don't have a whole lot here because we want to get to the crux of this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going on to two news. In two news today, we have a, a big one that uh, Mitch is upset about. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm going to leave. Uh, Minions is now the third highest grossing animated film of all time. Um, Don't hate it until you try it, Mitch. I'm I, sure if I watched it, I'd be like, okay, this is actually kind of cute. But the yeah. just the Minion fever that surrounds America right now, <laughs> and the, like this is just adding gasoline to the fire. Of all yeah. the things that America is, uh, has you know focused on, on all the <laughs> like stupid, keeping up the Kardashians. Yeah, all the stupid or, things like... I'm okay with the minions. You're okay you with know? the minions I'm being right the, the focus? Minions, yeah. 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 Well, I think what my uh, pushing uh, the, over the edge was was the minion dressed up like a Wolverine. I was like, "You've gone too far, minions. <laughs> You've gone too far. Don't touch my Australian <laughs> Wolverine, <laughs> Dagnabbit. Boy, <laughs> what's a minion here? Oh, gee, me. He's just a minion. He's <laughs> a He's no X-Men yet. Uh, but yeah. Um, so I, I think this comes like just from like this thing grossing money every freaking weekend since it's opened like it, it it just like kept like it just stayed in like the top 10 for like since it came out so it didn't like come out and blow everything out of the water but right. you know it was like frozen it just never stopped yeah, yeah that's still that's what surprising yeah you know and it's it hasn't topped toy story 3 or frozen yet <laughs> i don't know if anything's gonna top frozen for yeah. a while it's got a billion dollars to its name so it's just nuts that is crazy <laughs> uh yeah um but you know we'll see what 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 more comes out of it people are going a lot more people are going to see animated movies now and mm-hmm. i'm and i'm okay with that so they the more money these sorts of things make granted i want it to be good but yeah the more money these things make the more the more studios will be backing it and making more of these sorts right. of deals and you know obviously quality is not a guaranteed with that but more is always i think fine as long as we get smart people behind it so, yeah and you're gonna have those you know those horrible ones for a little while first, and then eventually oh, yeah. you'll get some people Most who will hopefully do yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, like a Super Turbo Atomic Ninja, Ninja Rabbit. Rabbit. You know, like, yeah, that's yeah, a quality like show, guys. It all comes back around. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, it's, it's we great. need a movie of of, of Stan the Rabbit. Oh my and, gosh, that would be great. And his friends, an hour and twenty minute movie. Yes, <laughs> it's just like a half hour movie. Give me a give me. Just give me an X Men, uh, Pride of the X Men, <laughs> of, of of Pride of Ninja Rabbit, Twin. Like, as long as Stanley narrates, the, the right? Stan, yeah. yeah, or Stan Sakai narrates. Oh, uh, that would be good. That'd be okay. Yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah, but uh, okay. And the next bit we've got uh, Channel Frederator, which is uh, you know. The uh, yeah the uh, the studio that gave us um, uh, Adventure Time, Adventure Time, or what? Well, yeah, Bravest Bra- Warriors. Bravest Warriors. Um, it, technically, Cartoon Network gave us Adventure Time, but yeah, it, but, he works yeah. he works on both. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, Fairly Odd Parents, uh, things like that. So, but uh, they've signed ninety plus YouTube channels to their uh, whole Jeez. network, which is insane. Yeah. So I don't know what they need ninety channels for, but. Um, it's all, uh, independent animation, uh, channels, which is really cool. They're just grabbing up as much talented animators as they can. Um, that's interesting because, um, animation took a big hit with YouTube when it changed its, uh, algorithm, uh, a, lo- a little while ago. A couple years ago, uh, YouTube changed its algorithm from view-based to time-watched-based mm. and frequency-of-uploads-based. Um, so basically, 
your view, your number of views doesn't really matter because if people go to your thing and click away, you don't get anything for that view, obviously, because it's all about time viewed. Right. Um, but that their their meaning longer the video, the better it is, and the more frequently you upload, the better your your channel is. Problem with animators is that now that one view doesn't count. Some people will put out like. Uh, you know, there were uh, animators like Ego Raptor and uh, Rubber Ninja. They would put out stuff like on a sort of bi-monthly basis because animation is hard. And it's just them doing it. Yeah. Um, and it'd be like five minutes long, but you could make a decent living on that because if it's really good, they'd get like millions of views. Right. So, but it would count. And so it would like, okay, we can do this frequency. But now, since it's based on frequency upload and based on... Um, uh, time watched and your thing is only like two minutes typically it's just cut dr- dramatically from yeah. what you could make and it's just not really a living you can make doing that mm. which is why Ego Raptor and Rubber Ninja are now part of Game Grumps and do <laughs> Let's Plays because yeah. Let's Plays thrive on that sort of thing on YouTube so uh, so I think this is something interesting that Frederator's doing uh, I feel like they're trying to support animation on YouTube as as much as possible like kind of gather it around into a, you know, I don't know, a safe network haven kind of deal to say, like, okay, you can help work on this project and this project and you'll get a cut of that. I don't know if that's what they're doing. And it's so much harder for animators to put out content consistently. Consistently, yeah. I mean, it's not some kid with with his phone that just loads it up, (laughs) you know? Exactly, yeah. Because, like, yeah, like, people do, like, oh, I did a review of this week's episode of Cleveland Show, and it's like... Yeah, because you just turned on your freaking computer and talked about the thing you just saw. Exactly, it's, yeah, it's loaded not, it up. You know, not to say that that's if pe- if you do it entertainingly and people want to watch it, there's certainly merit to that. Sure, but it's not the same. Th- you know, animators it just has can't such do a it. negative impact on yeah. people that have to. Yeah, put more work into it than exactly. Hey, I'm Steve, and this is episode <laughs> blah 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 of whatever. Exactly, making a full on production on YouTube is just kind of hard unless yeah. you have the. Either the resources, or you were already a partner when it got before it got big. Therefore, it's your full time job. Yeah, yeah, you know, it just and even animators' full time jobs, like they can only put up something every so often. Like mm-hmm. you can't do a weekly episode of something with animation unless it's very minimal. Right, and, or you, know, you just have a massive team yeah. working on and, it all. Yeah, and and I've heard that like it that like the upload time like really counts too. Like uh, the difference between something that's not a minute and a minute. The, the advertising, you know, the ad money you get off of that right. is, like, dramatically larger if it's a minute versus under a minute. Hmm. It's like that's, like, where the algorithm, like, kicks in or something. So it's really weird. So it's like whenever somebody, like, does one, the Game Grumps were talking about it, they like to give support to animators and go, hey, take some audio of ours, animate something funny on it, and we'll put it up on our channel and link you and everything like that. Uh, but he always has to put, you know, Aaron, the main guy, he's always like, I tell him, like, you have to make it a minute. Because if it's not, a, it's like, and it's like I'm not telling you like, oh, we we need. I'm not being a, a jerk about it, yeah. but we need a minute, otherwise I can't pay you anything because <laughs> yeah. there's no there money. There will be in no it. money coming <laughs> in. It's like that's crazy, you know. It's like, so it's it it certainly isn't like a bad thing because I know why YouTube did it because people would put like false thumbnails on your thing or a false description. People would click on it. Oh, got your view. Yeah. Does, doesn't matter if you click away now. It doesn't have whatever you were wanting to see on it, but. Um, you know, so they wanted to do something that was more akin to that, but 
You know, I, I think Frederator is trying to do something with that. I think they're trying to make it viable for animators mm-hmm. to do things, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, we'll see what uh, that what comes to that. They now have like twenty seven million subscribers under this network. Now. That's awesome. Yeah. So, which is kind of crazy. So, I myself am diligently watching for season three of Bravest oh. Warriors. Oh yeah, can't wait for that. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not like a super fan of being Puppy Cat, but I like it. I mean, it's yeah. fine and. It's all kind of cutesy. And yeah, it, there's some what? funny moments there in it, is. though. There, there is. It is. It is very good. Yeah. It's a, it, it's the I same. got you some ice for your... <laughs> like that, like that yeah. Like... I don't know. Yeah, it, Puppy Cat is obviously the star of the show, even yeah. though you can... Well, I guess it translates it in the, uh, in, yeah. in the show, but... You yeah. can't hardly understand what it's saying. It's yeah. just a bunch of beeps, pretty much. A bunch much. of beeps and moops. But it's, yeah, Bravest Warriors, is, <laughs> I'm actually going through and rewatching it again. Because <laughs> I just got on, checked to see if season three was I'm like, nope. Yeah. I'm like, all right, let's watch season one again. So season one. I've, I've watched episode one of season one with the horse like a thousand oh times. Oh, my gosh. That is, <laughs> so, that is so great. Where he becomes sentient and like, oh, man, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, um, that's it for Channel Frederator. Moving on, uh, Star Wars Rebels returns in October. Woo! Yeah! Season um, two? Season, uh, season two, yeah. Because uh, uh, they premiered like the first two episodes of season two in a little package in like June. Um, and then it just went away again. <laughs> so I was like, where did, where, where did the show go? Can we have more of that? I don't get that at all. I don't know why Disney does that sort of thing. Uh, they do it with Gravity Falls all the time. Like, they'll show, like, one episode, then go on hiatus, show another episode, hmm. go on hi- it's, Why would you do this? Yeah. I don't understand it. Cartoon Network does it with Steven Universe. They'll, like, have, like, that's a full week of new episodes of Steven Universe, and it's, like, five new episodes, and then it's gone again. Yeah. You gotta wait a month before new episodes. Can we just have episodes. one per week? Yeah, just give it, awesome. like, like, you did it with Adventure Time, just give us <laughs> one a week, like, and yeah. let us watch it. Like, We're irresponsible. We can't have all these back-to-back and then have to wait till months till the next one. I don't want to check my illegal streaming sites for when you've uploaded a new episode, okay? <laughs> just give me, give me consistency, and I'll stick with it, like... They wonder why people are going towards streaming services now. Yeah. Because like mm-hmm. then I can watch it whenever. I don't have to wait for you <laughs> idiots to decide when to show it. Uh, it's irritating. Uh, so, yeah, that returns in October. Super stoked about that. Go watch that show. It's Greg Weissman. Weissman always does good work. So uh, I've yet to find a show that I've hated of his. So mm. go check it out. Um, and finally, uh, five online animated series nominated for Streamy Awards, which is... Uh, the awards ceremony thing for um, online content, I believe. Um, and the five that have been nominated is B and Puppycat from Frederator oh. Studios. Uh, blank on Blank from PBS. I've never seen that. Don't it's know that. got Hunter S. Thompson yeah, on it, apparently. Yeah, that looks interesting. <laughs> it's, got, it's got Hunter S. Thompson right there on the front. I don't know. Uh, okay. All sure. right. Guess we're in backcountry. <laughs> Kids don't go see that movie. Uh, cyanide. <laughs> uh, cyanide and happiness uh, is on Explo- explosum. Explosum. I don't know what that's from. It's amazing but, that this little cartoon strip has become so popular. Right? Though. Yeah. It, it is funny. It is a funny cartoon strip for sure. It's uh, very awesome. Uh, Ruby. Ruby yeah. from Rooster Teeth, which is fabulous. Yeah, that show's amazing. Uh, I love Ruby. That's probably my favorite one on here. Uh, just the effort that goes into that thing. Um, I never thought I'd like anything made in Poser, like animated in Poser, because right. it's just so kind of, it's kind of fakey looking, mm-hmm. but like they just, 
They put so much good writing, so much good character, so much good action. Action. Like when I started watching that, right? It was, it was, it was kind of like, well, you can tell the animation is mm-hmm. is they're getting started, right? You know, they're figuring yeah. it out, and they're doing their thing, exactly. And and it's it's starting off with your normal kind of anime, like. But then the action scenes come, right, yeah, and the on the soundtrack to it oh, yeah. is amazing. I showed Mitch just one the, battle, and right? You know, it's dope. It was really, really good. So. The the uh, music is actually done by a uh, father daughter pair. Actually. Really, he does the music, she does the singing. Yeah, wow, she, it's yeah, really it's good. Like really I was actually great. gonna look that up, so yeah. if I can find that oh, music because it's it, good. It's fantastic stuff, and uh, I love all the characters. They're all absolutely lovable characters. Yeah. Like it's oh just, yeah, it's spectacular. So great writing. Go check that show out. That should definitely win. And Swoozy's on there. I didn't realize Swoozy was on it. That's fantastic. Swoozy is this guy who, um, basically, he's a really handsome dude uh, that has a web series where he just talks about stuff <laughs> in a very entertaining way, just like we were talking uh, talking about earlier. Um, but he used to work at Disney, uh, Disneyland and stuff, and um, he just talks about his experiences there and his experiences in high school and he's just kind of really insightful about stuff. And he's also, like, really super handsome, so the women all love him, obviously. <laughs> and it's just, he's a really entertaining guy, and he's got, like, little animated shorts about stuff. And there's a great one where he talks about trying to get out of a ticket by flirting with a lady cop. That's one of my favorite, because, like, cause like he's talk, he was talking about a friend. I'm just going to go through this episode, I don't care. Uh, he's talking... He's talk- <laughs> He's talking to a friend, as much as I can on a PG podcast, but he's talking to a friend who's like this hot girl, and she's like, oh, I got this ticket for whatever, and it's like, girl, you're hot, you know, like, and she's telling me this story, and it's pretty clear that the cop was just waiting for her to flirt out of it, <laughs> like, so he could get out of it, and so it's like, girl, if I ever get pulled over by a lady cop, I'm gonna show you how it's done, and so he goes through this whole story where he's like, gets pulled over, and he's like, and like, he didn't realize that he'd like, cut the person off or something, and so like, so like, he pulls over, it's like, is he pulling me over? Because I was gonna hit that construction zone, and then he hears like, get out of the car right now! That's the lady cop's voice. <laughs> and, and it's pretty great. So go watch that. It's you have to fun. check that out. It's pretty fun. So, uh, yeah. So that's the five nominated. Uh, the awards will be presented on September 17th. I don't know where. Oh, uh, streamies.org. So there you hmm. go. That is apparently a website. Yeah. I, Streamy, I wouldn't ever tell anybody to go to something called streamies.org. But <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound too appealing. Sounds dirty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it for the news, guys. Awesome. Uh, you know what that means? It means it's time for our topic. Yes. Uh, of the day. <clears throat> Sorry. Mm, not sure what that was. Yeah. Not sure what that was. Had a frog in my throat. Yeah, the frog, huh? I had a, I had a Jason, Jason Thunderburger. Thunderburger. Yeah, there you go. It's Thunder Burger, thunder with an F. Bur- yeah, so thunder. I hear people all over the internet saying thunder. thunder Burger, and I'm like, no, it's Thunder Burger. Get that right. <laughs> yeah, I, gotta, uh, I have to watch a lot of these shows with the closed captioning on because my daughter's asleep in the other sure, room. Sure, yeah, so yeah. I, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fun, Thunder Burger, Thunder Burger, because that's a much funnier name. Yes. than Thunder Burger. So, like, but yeah, uh, Over the Garden Wall is uh, a spectacular ten part. Miniseries um, of what is it? Ten minute episodes. I ten to eleven. Yeah. Ten yeah, to eleven. Yeah. yeah. So about eleven minute episodes of uh, of uh, of entertain of different separate stories of these two children, Wirt and Greg, uh, as they venture through a place called the unknown. 
Uh, we do not know what the unknown is. There are countless theories as to what the yeah, unknown is. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, and that'll be fun to get into we'll as well. Get, yeah, so but we'll, we'll cover that once we, we'll once cover we get through it. it. Um, in, in the non-spoiler capacity, um, I, I would describe this show as a modern-day fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it's separate... And I would describe each episode pretty much. There is an overlying arc, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yes, of where they are, why, why they got there. You know, Wharton, where Greg, they're going, where they're going, and all the characters they meet up with. There's definitely an overarching thing. But each town, each location they visit has a separate story about it that they explore. It's a deeper meaning, ultimately, of yeah. what each one is. And yes, yes. Yeah, uh, it, pot, the Pottsfield. Town yes. with all the weird pumpkin people. Yes, you know stuff. Yeah, like I was going to say so. that one, and then uh, the uh, the uh, episode where there's the uh, two competing tea companies or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is amazing. Uh, great voice acting in this as well. Oh yeah, too. The, the, the voice acting here is just star studded. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's Absolutely. amazing. It's it's fantastic. We, we've got. Um, I guess we'll go into it right now. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's something to talk about. Like, like, it's something to get people into it. If you really want to watch this show, just to let you know how good the acting is in this. Uh, Wirt uh, is played by Elijah Wood, which, uh, you know, of 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 Lord of the Rings fame. And uh, I guess, I don't know, what's that dog show that he's on? <laughs> oh, well, Wilfred. 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 Wilfred, yeah. Yeah. Wilfred, yeah. It's, uh, you know, Elijah Wood's, you know, famous as can be. Um, and he plays Wirt, and he's fantastic in this. Mm-hmm. He's, Absolutely spectacular. Uh, he really does pull off a great job, like his works is supposed to be like mm-hmm. this anxious, like young preteen <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And he, he right. I mean, obviously, Elijah Woods got a very young sounding voice, anyways. Right. But he really does do a great job. And yeah. if you listen to his lines he delivers on Wilford and whatnot, he sounds much more mature and adult like. Yeah. Whereas this one, oh, is it's very... much more adult show. Too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I'm saying, he's playing a full grown <laughs> individual in that show. Whereas Me this, too. he's trying to play like a. I'm, I'm assuming Wart's about 13 or somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, around that area. Uh, it, it's it's really interesting. Uh, with, I I, I want to get into spoilers already. I can't though. Yeah. Uh, this is <laughs> like I want to like where they come from, how they got where they're at. Yeah, because you're 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 brought into the series like literally they're just walking through the they're woods, wandering through the woods, and they don't know where they are. Uh, yeah, that's, all that's of a sudden Wart just kind of like turns is like. Wait, I don't recognize this. Where are we? We're Greg, we're lost. We're lost, Greg. <laughs> like, start to lose it. And there's yeah. your friends. Like, and, and Greg is just your your average, like, he's just a little kid. Yes. He's he's an imaginative little kid, though. Mm. Uh, but he's a very smart little kid, he too. He is. He, he, he asks the right questions at all times. He is it on purpose, though? <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's just uh, uh, accidental happenstance. But yeah. he... He has always been, if you watch it consecutively, all, all yeah. the episodes, yeah. he is usually the one who is kind of solving problems yeah. and actually finding real-world solutions yeah. to all the all these problems that him and Werder are, and I guess also Beatrice, and then yeah. whatever the frog's name is going to be. I mean, it's all <laughs> Ronald, or he it's calls J- it Wert at he, one point in time. Yeah, the, the one spoiler I get, he eventually names it Jason Funderburg. Yeah, so. it's the, the final <laughs> the name, he picks that one, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. Greg, I would say, is the embodiment of innocence in this. Pretty yes, much, without that, a doubt. Yeah, there's no, there's no angstiness in him. There's no. He's literally just like an innocent child and experiencing everything that's going on. Right, accepting like and, everything yeah. that happens yeah. with just like this wide-eyed wonder. <laughs> yes, like and just, then just like Mitch said, just kind of yeah. Well, why is this the way it is? 
is that yeah. okay? Because it is. That's cool. Moving yeah. on. Yeah, moving on to whatever. And like, and just and Wart's the he's the uptight and the you know like he's very worried about things and but not not a he has selfish moments which is interesting. Yeah, but he's not a completely selfish person. No, uh, and uses so, those selfish moments are brought upon by yeah. something that either like it was you know a momentary lapse of judgment or you right. know, someone uh, I guess. Uh, hurts his feelings along those right. lines, somewhere along those lines. Things you know, a kid would do, especially exactly. a teenager, you know. Yes. Especially an oncoming or tween, you know, would... Mm. would, would when, a coming of age into yeah, individual. exactly. And when thrust into the situation. Um, it Basically, uh, most of it you can kind of tell is more around the 1800s or so. That's where you, most of the people seem to be... You in, get that feeling, yeah. Yeah, because uh, they have strange garb... You know, they have strange garb on, like, mm-hmm. Ward has, like, a cape and a cone hat. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really know why until the end which is great I mean Greg's wearing a teapot <laughs> yeah, yeah Greg's wearing a teapot on his head it's just you're just like you're thrown into this yeah, it's like no, this is your first thing you have seen. no idea you're like is this a fashion statement this kid's uh, trying to make or yeah. maybe that's his helmet I don't know why he's wearing a teapot on his head and you know, uh, and and you, then you get into you know the, the first person they meet is Beatrice, which is a talking bluebird. Yeah, you know? Um, you know she's played by Melanie Linsky. She's been on uh, a few Showtime shows and stuff like that. She's a pretty famous actress. <laughs> which I love uh, the first interaction Wirt has with Beatrice because <laughs> he turns around and he's and he's looking for a person. He sees the bluebird and he just starts smacking himself in the face <laughs> like this isn't right. And in I think it was Greg says says something like why can't it be right? He's like. Bluebirds don't have the brain capacity to uh, form cognitive speech, and Beatrice like, uh, excuse me, like she <laughs> gets so she's like, oh, I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, you're still talking to it. <laughs> it? Like, are you serious? Yeah. It's so, like immediately antagonistic uh, relationship between those two. It's wonderful. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, Christopher Lloyd plays the woodsman. Yes, oh, yes. wonderfully. The moment he spoke, I was like, hooked. <laughs> it's dark. I'm in. I'm out. It's oh, dark. I know. Oh my god! I mean, and he so does good. such a like. Obviously, Christopher Lloyd. I'm, I'm not even sure what his age. I was going to guess late sixties, early seventies, somewhere around there. I mean, the guy nineties at this point. I mean, yeah, he, he probably looked old in Back to the Future. Yeah. So, uh, who only knows how old he actually is now? But yeah. when he first spoke, he sounded he sounded like the frail old man that you that you're yeah. seeing on the screen. You know. But he seventy six. He's seventy six years old. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, maybe man. he wasn't putting on a voice. Maybe that's actually how he sounds I now. Mean, but yeah. uh, I mean, he did. He did a phenomenal job just through the entire. Yeah. I mean, he's only in like what six episodes? Four yeah, episodes? He, four episodes. He, yeah. yeah. Other than Elijah Wood, he's probably the most prominent actor who plays the most in it. So. Yeah. Right. Uh, other than I'd say Jack Jones, old the old crooner Jack Jones. Uh, Plays Greg's frog, yeah. And who also <laughs> sings pretty much every theme of this of the show. So. Really good singer too. Yeah. That uh, opening yeah. theme for "Over the Garden Wall," he's singing. Mm. He's the one that's singing, and yeah. it is really well done. Most lovely. Yeah, we're gonna have to discuss that opening theme at some <laughs> oh, point. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what we're here for. Yeah. We're here to discuss yeah. it all. Um, Samuel Ramey also plays uh, the Beast. The Beast. The Beast. Which, um, uh, oh, man, there's so much to talk about, but it's like right? it's later on in the show, and I don't want to get to that part because we're going to get to that episode eventually. I mean, just just great stuff. The Beast is one of my favorite villains of anything. Mm-hmm. I think I've design wise. He doesn't even do concept. that much. No, he, he, he's a voice. He's, he's like an ominous. He's you know scary voice. Yeah, he's very much. Part. He's very much like 
scripture I'm, devil. Like he just yeah. pretty much is. He, yeah. He deceives people into doing what he wants, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful the way he does it. And uh, that that's sort of a spoiler, but not really, because like in episode one, you're led to believe something else is the beast, but yep. it's not. So this is the beast. So which and, is weird as well, yeah. but we'll cover that. When we'll we cover that the when we get into the episodes. We're gonna cover this. Episode by episode. We're still going down the frickin' uh, list of people who were in this thing. Because uh, uh, John Cleese uh, plays two characters. Yep, yes. yep, yep. Uh, he plays uh, uh, Quincy Undercott, uh, <laughs> the T-Mogul, and uh, Adelaide, Adelaide of the Woods. Yeah. yeah so the the one the one woman of the woods. Um, when I heard that, too, when I heard Adelaide's right. voice again, I was like, hooked! Hooked! You know, this is great! Like, <laughs> like, like, close the door! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's man. good stuff. And uh, also, Tim Curry plays uh, Anti Whispers. Yes. And this, this is one of his uh, only roles past his stroke that yeah. he had in 2012. I was, I was wondering about that myself. And, and as you can tell, he's very much more subdued in this. Mm. He's not as flamboyant as he typically is. He, that's kind of the character, too. True. I was going to say, like, it kind of works out. Yeah. Anti Whispers, as it were. So, you know, but. Uh, yeah, like even in the moment yeah. like where she's supposed to be getting all riled up, kind yeah, of chasing yeah. Greg or whatever, yeah. like it's still very much so tamed in yeah. the uh, the delivery, I guess. Yeah, which is a strong part of that character because mm-hmm. like it's like you said, the moments when she's supposed to be getting all worked up, and right. she's still kind of like yeah, she's still kind of low. Like, what are you yeah. doing here? It's like you know? creepy. Yeah. Oh man, there's so much. The visuals in this show, I there's like. So much terrifying stuff happens yeah, in the visuals right. of this show. It really does. Like, if I was a kid watching this, I can name several ones where I would stop watching. Or I would, <laughs> yeah. I would turn like away from the your TV. Because the, the visual look of some of these things is terrifying. And the thing that always got me is big eyes. Like, big, terrifying eyes. And they come out with that right off the bat. Right off the bat. The first thing you see is this evil hound with giant yeah, glowing eyes. When it when it... We'll get there. Oh, God, we'll get there. it's so brutal. And, um, you know, it, it's it, it's got great twists and turns. It's not all just, like, uh, it, it, it's very episodic, but it the, the twists and turns it takes within those episodes, mm-hmm. it... it, it it plays with your it plays with your inhibitions. It plays with your emotions. It it takes you in a direction it's think you think it's going, and then it just pulls it right back and shows you something different. It's just very interesting the way it works. Um, I absolutely love this thing. It even has Ashley Birch in it, and I'm the only person who knows who Ashley Birch is, <laughs> and I think she's great. So uh, she plays one character, Rondi, who dresses up in the, like an egg. Oh, okay. <laughs> that one character, and I'm right. like, "That's Ashley Birch." And then I looked it up, and it was Ashley Birch because I knew that was her, and she's awesome. Uh, she does a little few, like these little internet shorts called "Hey Ash, What You Playing," and it's just like her like mimicking ridiculous things about video games. <laughs> it's her and her brother and her dad, and it's just hysterical. So it's fun stuff. So uh, and she also is a is a professional voice actress now. She actually plays uh, uh, she actually plays Sasha on. Um, uh, uh, Attack on Titan, the oh. English dub. Oh, so okay, cool. She's like the coolest character in Attack on Titan, <laughs> so it's like, so it's great. So, um, but yeah, uh, lots of great voices in this. I can't even uh, go through all of them. Chris Isaac, Shirley Jones, just classic and new faces come to this thing, all in this old school, old timey type of feel. Yeah. It, it has that old crooner, early nineteenth century, you know, mid nineteenth century feel to it. 
very early nine, very early twentieth century, even yes. in some cases. It just brilliantly done. Mm-hmm. Like, like um, I, you know, it, it has these strange little settings, like pot, the Pottsfield, which is a big cornfield type yeah. uh, town. Uh, the boat. Which is interesting, which might not be real. Like, there's a boat with frog people on it. Yeah, but the and the and ending it, of that episode's awfully weird as well. Yeah, because they all just go and hibernate in a, yeah, in a much mud hole, yeah. which is what frogs do. <laughs> yeah. So it's like they're, it's 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 interesting because they're all being like you know again it plays with your inhibition, it plays with your with with your your direction. They're all like sophisticated frog people yep. on this boat, and then they just go and do what all and frogs, frogs do. do. It's like yeah. they gave themselves in the mud. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's what they do. Hmm. Uh, it's very interesting. Um, the only thing, the only animals that talk are Beatrice and uh, the horse. Um, and what was the horse's name? Is Fred. It Fred. Fred. Fred the horse. Oh, yeah, Fred Stoller played yeah. Fred the horse. I forgot. Yeah, literally Fred just Fred. Yeah, just Fred. Fred the horse. <laughs> I'm the horse. I'm the horse. Um, uh, they're the only two animals that talk, which leads me to believe that Fred was actually a person who was also cursed. Because mm, all be. other animals. Well, there's also Greg's frog, though. He uh, he sings. He does, but only <laughs> yeah, he sings. I was about to say he doesn't really talk. He does do the narration though as well. So oh, okay. everyone is satisfied with the ending and so on and so forth. <laughs> <laughs> I love that wrap up. Thing. That's the best wrap so, up of anything ever. And so happy ending, so on and so forth. Whatever you got, your happy ending. Get out of here. Oh, uh, there, there's great little Easter eggs all over this thing that that uh, wraps back around onto itself. Yeah. Uh, especially in episode nine, which blew my mind. Really? By the way, episode nine just 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 destroyed me. Like, it was just, like, so good. Yeah. The second to last episode where you learn where they came from. How they got there. Blew my mind. I was just like, oh, my God, this is so good. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the episodes that I didn't really like that much. Really? And that's not, so interesting. It's not for... Not because yeah. of what happened during the episode, right? But yeah. because I didn't want to know that these characters were from a regular <laughs> normal world. I wanted them to be in a full fantasy right. world, right? Yeah, but but that's what blew me blew me away because like at no point do you uh, get this vibe of that they don't sort of belong, belong in, in this world. Right. You just you just know that they're lost and they're looking for their home. They never state what their home is, where their home like is. Like they're pretty yeah. accepting of everything. Yeah. Though, you know? Although like, they do they're... although they do say in episode two that that uh uh Wirt uh was looking for a phone. So he, he did. He is That's true. Because he opens up the door to that house. Oh, and yeah, he goes, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, and there's a turkey just sitting at the you, table. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry. I'm just looking for a phone as he's leaving the turkey. That's true. You could construe it as like one of the old timey phones. Like yeah, early, like a, yeah, exactly. Like, like early 1920s type phone or right. something. You know, just, Hello, operator. Yeah, yeah, that kind of deal. You know, the, the crank turner, the thing you see on Lassie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Andy Griffith show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you just it, it was so cool to see that. And I, I blew my freaking head open when that happened. I just, <laughs> so much good stuff. Well, we'll get to that episode here yeah. in a minute. But I, I, got, I got questions for you on that one as well. But. Absolutely. And um, so, yeah, I, I just a little bit about the production, I would say, would be a good, way, good play to, place to go. Uh, the production of this, uh, was it was created by Patrick McHale. He had been pushing for this since... He made the concept in 2003. Whoa, He'd wow. been pushing to get this made since 2004. 2004, 10 years prior to it actually airing, yeah. he was trying to get this thing made. Um, it, it There was a lot of different stuff uh, that was keeping it from going through. He was a new anime. He was a new guy to the industry, stuff like that. Then he started working. But he got hired by Cartoon Network after his pitch. 
Uh, he did not. Uh, he, he didn't get the pitch, obviously, but he got hired on to do uh, uh, work on the Marvelous Adventures of Flapjack in 2006. Oh, okay. Uh, he did work on Adventure Time, of course, as mm-hmm. we all know. And ever since his 2004 push, they expressed interest in going in saying like, "Okay, we might want to do this." Uh, but we want to kind of, but I guess they want to get him into the industry and stuff, and like need you to learn a little bit more. Right, we need to need you to prove yourself a little. Exactly, bit. yeah, exactly. And and, uh, and since then, he also was trying to nail down the art style of what he wanted. Yeah, and he ultimately landed on something that's absolutely like it's not quite Adventure Time, but it's not no, yeah, quite it's, anything else. It's right. very much its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's Adventure Time ish, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, it sort of looks like Steven Universe. It sort of looks like those things. Yeah, a little bit. But but it's his own. They they have like coney noses, which is weird. But it's it's a style, and I like it. It's it's very. It reminds me kind of like Rick and Morty. Like nothing else looks like Rick and Morty. Yeah, Rick and it's Morty is its own. One of a kind. That's through just through. that's Justin Roiland's sketchbook being animated. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. what that is. Yeah, and I, I love when you know that sort of thing comes through. Uh, Patrick McHale's done uh, quite a bit of work. Um, he worked on several things prior to this. Uh, like I said, Adventure Time, Flapjack. Uh, he'd done short films uh, called The Fall Guy. He did a short film for Costume Quest, which is a new video game that came out. Hmm. Uh, so that's interesting. It hasn't aired yet. But he also did uh, a little uh, pilot cartoon for Cartoon Network Studios called Tome of the Unknown. Which is the actual pilot to this show? Really, it's a little oh. ten minute pilot, and it's starring Wirt, Greg, Beatrice, and the Frog, mm-hmm. uh, and they're all looking for the Tome of the Unknown, and they go through this little strange crappie type world where all these vegetable people are there, and there's this vegetable country singer. It kind of looks like Pottsfield, but is different. There's a lettuce lady. There's a carrot guy, and uh, they all get attacked by crows, giant crows. So. Uh, is it on YouTube? It is on YouTube. Nah, I'm you can have to watch it. You guys can go yeah. watch it. In fact, I would like to pull it up right now, but we're just going to go ahead and move <laughs> along because I don't want to wait 10 minutes and then cut that out. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, but yeah, I, I definitely go rec- say recommend that because it's just like another episode of the show. They're all voiced by the same people except Beatrice. Beatrice is voiced by a different woman. Uh, and her her relationship with Ward is a little bit different. Her whole character is actually a little bit different. Really? Uh, rather than being like, you know, how she's kind of trying to guide them and like trying to keep these stupid kids on one you know path. one path and cuz she needs something from them and uh she's kind of she's kind of like a lighthearted intact like a, a lighthearted instigator like she'll like be like yeah too bad you have to do this and then like yeah. she'll like instigate things and try like, to get like, to do like, things you know, and... trying to do stuff and like in more of a like fun way than in like an angry right. way or whatever. So like a crow, sh- uh, like a crow shows up and war- you know shows up to Ward. She's like punch it in the face. <laughs> That's her first reaction. And Ward's like nope. <laughs> Turns around. So yeah, um, good stuff though. And it's just, it's just obviously this was just a pilot to get everybody like oh this is what I want to do with it. Everything wasn't really wrapped up just yet. There were different characters too that was in- that was very interesting. Uh, the Beast uh, was going to be originally be a character named Old Scratch, which hmm. is like kind of a devilly looking kind of guy. He's got like wings and like a long nose, and uh, it's not whole... so much like the shadowy character that he is. Yeah, now. yeah, and like there's like this thought that he's gonna be like you know that he's like trying to help him out with stuff, but mm. he'd always show up and like very much like the devil again. You yeah. know, it's like he'd be like, oh, I want to do this, and you, know, you should do this. It'll help you out, and obviously it's a thing that's not 
okay, and um, that that was their antagonist at first. It then developed into the Beast, who wasn't going to be a villain originally. <laughs> he was actually going to be perceived as a villain, which kind of draws into a lot of the individual episodes. Yeah, that's right. Um, and he was going to be perceived as a villain, but he was actually just trying to help him get home. Mm-hmm. So, and that's interesting. So, um, before we get into episode by episode, I'd like to get into the... Well, no, let's go episode by episode, then we'll get into the theories. Okay. Because then we'll cover everything. Absolutely, so, yes, yes. Yeah, that, that makes more sense to me. Uh, is there a list of episodes? Yes, there it is. I would say, uh, there should <laughs> be one on uh, Wikipedia. I got yeah. IMDB pulled up over here as well. And we'll go through these briefly, but from here on out, spoilers. I'm going to say Be it right prepared. now. Be prepared. Yeah. Be prepared. Uh, if you don't want to hear the spoilers, go to the Mark... I just said it and superimposed it to the point where we stopped talking about spoilers. So there we go. Um, we're going to talk about spoilers starting now. Uh, the Old Grist Mill. Uh, as you Which know. is one of my favorite uh, actual episodes, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, I, I loved it. Um, you know, it, we, we, we get brought in on, you know, uh, Wart and Greg and the frog in their weird attire going through a forest. Just walking yeah. through the woods. Uh, Beatrice shows up and says, hey, are you lost kids? I can help you out. And yeah. they're like, don't talk to the bird. Well, they hear they hear, <laughs> they hear a tapping noise and they run over and they see yeah. this woodsman cutting down a tree that looks like it has a face on it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they and, just hear this, uh, yeah. this talking behind them yeah. and turn around and it's Beatrice. And yeah. she's like, you guys lost? And of course, we already explained how, why how Wirt uh, uh, reacted to it, right? And all yeah. that. But then they uh, turn around. By the time they're done talking to Beatrice, they turn back around. The woodsman's walking off. And no, I'm sorry. Before that, uh, Greg is like, "We should go ask him for direction." And Wirt's like, "No, don't do that. That's stupid. Don't. That's a dumb idea." And then one of them tells to sh- the other one. They have a little uh, tip tap right there. And then by the time they recognize it, the woodsman's already walking off or whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> Wirt goes. Hmm, I wonder if we should have asked him for directions. Like, that relationship (laughs) right there is kind of something that you can expect to see continuously through these episodes. Right. Words like, we shouldn't do that. Oh, man, we probably should have done that. He's he's very dismissive of his brother Mm -hmm. uh, at the beginning. He's, it's, he's not outright, like, you know, a jerk to him, but he's not, you know, Greg just, Greg just does his thing. Yeah. Kind of shrugs him off with yeah. like a little kid. You yeah, know? it's like, like, okay, okay. He's a weirdo. He talks to his rock. It's a rock fact. That's a rock fact. That's a rock fact. <laughs> That's a rock fact. You know, he talks to his rock. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah. So he doesn't, it, it's it's pretty clear that he's like, they're like, you know, they're brothers, but like he doesn't really want, he, he doesn't want to do much to do with him right now. He's just trying to get home. And, yeah. Uh, so they go to the woodsman's, they go find the woodsman, played by Christopher Lloyd. They go into his, uh, his mill um, which is repurposed, um, which is a fun little Easter egg about that mill as well that I didn't even notice when I first... I've watched this thing like a hundred times and I didn't <laughs> even notice this until someone pointed it out to me. Um, but uh, he's repurposed this mill uh, into his to, to get oil from the uh, the Adelwood trees mm-hmm. or Adelwood trees, Adelwoods, yep. which are the trees with faces on them. The oil is what keeps his lantern burning. Right. Um Wirt asks why he has that lantern, and he just kind of goes, it's my torch to bear. That's all it is. Yeah. And Wirt's just kind of like, okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> like, whatever creepy old, old guy in the woods. Um, he warns them of the beast. Uh, stay away from the beast. You don't want to go anywhere near the beast. You want to stay here, and I'll direct you to a town in the morning, because you don't want to be when the beast is around. Well, it turns out Greg's been leaving a candy trail for them to get back home, <laughs> uh, Hansel and Gretel style, and this giant shadowy dog with terrifying eyes. Right, the moment that, like, you see, like, he, 
Greg's up on the, the barrel and yeah. he's watching the woodman make the oil and he falls in because he's hunting for his frog. Right. And then the bee, and not the beast, but the, the dog yeah. sticks his head in yeah. and its eyes are glowing <laughs> and then its mouth. mouth just like, and I look at my two-year-old like, are you okay? <laughs> is, is this okay? I'm not, okay. I'm not sure I'm okay. I'm not yeah. sure I'm okay with this. This are is you creepy. Fine? Like, this is terrifying, honestly. Uh, so yeah, it, it was very interesting, uh, that, that was like the first thing this, this show gave you was like, that's the first scare it gives right. is, is a kid inside a barrel with a <laughs> demon dog, uh, dwelling down on him. So, uh, it's, it's terrifying. And basically what happens is they, uh, the woodsman's away at this point. Um, they end up trapping the dog in the mill, in the little Turner mm-hmm. mill or whatever, the dog then coughs up a black turtle. Right. With a little piece of candy on it. With a little piece it. of candy on it. And then turns back into a normal dog. Yeah. So that's interesting. And the, the black turtles are all coming out of the mill river where the oil is being made. So, like, the oil is, like, polluting the river, polluting the turtles. I got this, like, immediately. Like, yeah. when, like my first play, like my first watch through is, like, the mill is corrupting this. The oil is going through here. It's corrupting the turtles. The dog ate the turtle, turned into that thing. So, and it turns out that thing wasn't the beast. And the woodsman is all just completely ticked off because the mill is now destroyed. He has no way to make through. his oil. He has no way to make his oil to, to burn his, his lantern. lantern. To keep his lantern going. So he's in a... He's at a crisis moment, apparently. So somehow, I don't know why, because he needs to keep that lantern going. Yeah. We don't I, know why. I feel very stupid because yeah. um, I did not make that connection. And oh, yeah? I was wondering, <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, why is that dog, why did that dog turn crazy just eating a turtle? I was like, was it candy or something? Nope. Makes nope. more sense with the Adelwood yep, uh, the Adelwood oil. oil corrupting uh, the black yeah, turtles. Makes so. a lot more sense. Which yeah. then I wonder is like, will those turtles ingest those, that oil? Are they. Gonna get all turned into like giant <laughs> turtle monsters or whatever. Yeah, it, it is terrifying. It, it is interesting because later on, Auntie Whispers eats one of the turtles, and yeah, what happens to her. So I don't uh, know. So maybe it, maybe maybe she's like that because she's yeah. Like true. if she stopped eating, she'd Stop revert eating. back to uh yeah a, to her normal a non gigantic creepy headed <laughs> yeah, monstrosity. Big eyes, yeah. gummy Just, mouth. Yeah, terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next time is Hard Times at the Huskin Bee, which yes. is. That uh, one was cool. Yeah, Pottsfield is interesting. Creepy uh, this is, is what po- this is. Yeah, this is the Pottsfield episode. They come into this town. It's kind of abandoned. Beatrice, well, they say, they quote-unquote save Beatrice yeah. from a thorn bush. She literally gets stuck in a thorn bush. She gets bush. stuck in a thorn bush, and uh, she's very adamant about saying, I'll do you a favor. I get a wish. No, favor. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't say <laughs> I was magical. Love Greg, man. <laughs> Greg, but I'm just going to go ahead and say this. I'm sure that people probably know, but Greg is my favorite character. Oh, Greg's great. Out of this entire <laughs> thing. He's just, I get a wish. Like, no, I, I'm not magical. I said a favor. Well, you're a talking bird. Yeah, that doesn't mean I get grand wishes. Like, it doesn't mean anything, man. What are you doing? Damn, it's a favor. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, she she is uh, now bonded to them in giving them a favor. So, she's going to take them to... Uh, did she mention that in this one yet? Adelaide of the Woods? Yeah, she says... Yeah, I think she, she does, does say, say that there's a, 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 a... She's like, what do you want? And they're like, we're just trying to get home. And she's like, well, if you can take you to Adelaide in the Woods, she yeah, can yeah. help you find your way home. Yeah, and th- th- that all happens organically. Or did it? Oh. Was that really something that happened organically? Hmm. <laughs> we'll get to that in later episodes. Um, which was honestly an interesting surprise to me. Because uh, they, they build up so many good things in this. But anyway, uh, they go to Pottsfield to see if there's uh, civilization and directions to where they can get home. And 
Turns out there is a town, uh, but it's kind of abandoned or looks abandoned till they go to the barn where the festival is happening. Mm-hmm. And there's all these weird pumpkin corn people standing around. They got yeah. they got pumpkins and husk uh, arms right. and stuff. Yeah, and, pumpkins on their heads, the yeah. torsos, and it looks like corn yeah. husk for their legs yeah. and their arms. And, and at first they're kind of freaked out till one of them was like, hey, where's your harvest co- clothes? And they're like, oh, they're costumes, thank yeah, God. Yeah, so, they, yeah. Yeah, so they're kind of like, okay, that's cool. And uh, But then like they... Brilliant little bits of dialogue there. <laughs> and, uh, well, when yeah, they, well, that that first one actually, we walks in and it's like, "Where's your Where's your costumes?" At? And like, "Oh, uh, yeah. you're just wearing costumes." Like, of course we're wearing costumes. Come, pumpkins can't walk on their own, can they? And then he just walks <laughs> off. I'm like, "Well, that's kind of <laughs> ominous." Ominous, <laughs> right? I and, like the the girl after that that they meet with. Yes, who's, who's just like. Y'all look like you're here kind of early. Yeah, 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 exactly. What it's, does that she, mean? Yeah, it's like she's like, you don't look like you're quite ready to join yes. us yet. I'm like. Huh? <laughs> Very interesting. Um, basically, and then they get uh, they, they they trampled on some pumpkins getting there and stuff, and uh, <laughs> they basically get uh, they get outed for not being part of the society. Yeah. And this creepy freaking pumpkin leader with tentacly like well, they were using that as ribbons. To yeah. Because like, they were yeah. around, they had like a uh, festival pole. Yeah. At least you thought it was a festival pole, but it was actually this. Guy's body or or whatever yeah. it is, it's almost like deity de- Enoch. I think yeah, is Enoch his is his name. Like, yeah, and, and uh, he was like a festival king or, or he's something like that. The sheriff. So he interesting. Is, in that's basically what he is. He's judge, jury, he, and executioner. He's the leader of this, and he basically charges them with trampling of products. You know, trespassing, disturbing the right. peace, disturbing the peace, breaking and entering, and murder. <laughs> murder? No, not that last. One. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I love that part too. Like, wait, murder? Like, no, nah, not murder. No, not murder. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But all those and, other things, and it's all like ominous. And he's like, I ch- sentence you to a few hours of manual labor. And that's, <laughs> yeah. So well, that's like his voice, anyways. Uh, like, it's so that, like his voice is so like. Soft, but at the same time, it's yeah, so that, like soft. It's creepy. Yeah, that was Chris Isaac. Uh, oh, he's man. Uh, he's a country singer, so he's an American musician. Uh, he what is uh, his hit song "Wicked Game"? But yeah, it, they got a lot of famous singers to be in here. But he's a uh, like he does a great job because yeah. it is very. I mean, he makes him almost like into oh, a god in a way because yeah. the, the way he makes yeah. him sound so yeah. so different than the rest of the characters that are in Pottsfield and whatnot. Mm, yeah, exactly, and then. They're 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 doing all their labor. They're harvesting leaves. They're they're raking leaves, harvesting corn, harvesting pumpkins, and at the end they're just digging these two big holes, to which they kind of think is going to be their own graves at the end yeah, because they come up to so us. dark. Well, yeah, we're jokingly makes it like Haha, we could be digging our own graves or something. <laughs> yeah, so something along those lines. And then right. Greg's like, "I found buried treasure." He's like, "What really?" And he gets up and he's like, "Yeah," and he just steps out of the way. It's a skeleton, skeleton. <laughs> which is terrifying because yeah. like. Holy crap! Are these pumpkin people going to bury these yeah, exactly. children in the field? Yeah. So they so they're trying to work off their little like chain ball and leg chains yeah. and stuff. And then uh, the 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 pot the pots field people show up and they're like, oh well, the d- d- holes dug yet? And they're trying to stall, but you know, Wurt's right there, and the other two run off. So he's like, oh god, <laughs> what, what's me. happening? Oh my gosh, they I love the me. way I love it the way he stalls too. It's like, well, yeah. there were these big rocks, yeah. and y'all don't like rocks, <laughs> and all the pumpkin people like, no, no we don't like. No. Oh, don't like rocks. <laughs> but then the skeleton in the hole gets up and starts dancing, and he turns around. He's like, "Oh my god!" And then there's like, "Oh, Bill, you're alive!" Yeah. Oh my god! And they they stick a, a pumpkin on him, and then the skeleton in Wurt's hole gets up. They stick a pumpkin on him, and it's they're all skeletons yeah. in these things, and that's what the lady meant. 
you're here too early. Too early. Uh, fun thing about Pottsfield is a play on words, a potter's field, which is a oh. mass grave that, yeah. that you would have in like uh, during times of war and mm-hmm. stuff. Like in the Civil War, they'd call it a potter's field, oh, where they crazy. would just dump bodies into to prevent disease and everything from yeah. spreading. So, yeah, so it's just that... Uh, it's really creepy, very dark, yeah. um, which kind of makes it weird about some of the like the 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 uh, ideas that were taken away from this uh, <laughs> because like some of them were like a little bit too much, like which is interesting to me considering what they were allowed to put in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, one of the rejected ideas was a was a guy who made dice out of children's bones. Which is a bit much, I think, yeah. maybe. Tad morbid. Um, and uh, another one with a witch that would peel her skin off and dance above people's beds while they slept. Also creepy. For this episode or for just for the, for show? the show? Like there were there were like episodes like based off of these things that they wanted. I'm just like, what would that? I don't know, <laughs> Patrick. Patrick, this is for children. It's, it's for, for children, children, sir. It's for children, sir. Uh, but yeah, just crazy stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah. This is just one of those episodes, and it turns out they weren't really in any danger at all. They just really were just <laughs> yeah. there, so they just literally literally they were walking. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And so they move on to find Adelaide. Uh, School Town Follies. Um, I it's kind of a fun episode. It's okay. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really like this episode that much. Um, Although it's got the uh, uh, Greg's uh, one hit wonder. Yes. Uh, uh, potatoes, potatoes and molasses and molasses, <laughs> and that's. It's kind of the only one I like. I yeah. just the characters in this are just. I kind of like the school teacher because of like how stupid vaudeville and yeah, drama it's very is. dramatic. And it's, it's like it's well, funny. My, W's for watermelon, like the watermelon I never got from my dear boy Johnny. Yeah, it's oh. like that two time man of mine. And <laughs> yeah. just all comes uh, back to that this, Jimmy to yeah. her uh, Jimmy Jimmy yeah, Brown to that and, uh, character. And then you know, it, basically they show up at a school and it's for like little animals or something. Yeah, they, she's teaching animals how to. We can like, blow through this one quickly. Yeah, because right. there's not really a whole lot. It's just, yeah. she's, she's teaching him how to read, write, and to wear pants and whatnot because she wants them to become not humans. Civilized. Yeah, she wants to become yeah. civilized and whatnot. Yeah. And so her father is supporting the school. Yeah. And he's he's the mean old man who comes in after Greg's singing yeah. Potato Manalas and yeah. takes all... Because somehow they just start getting musical instruments. Yeah. Yeah, like a tuba yeah. and there's a clarinet. Civilized, like, Mitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess yeah. so. But he takes them all and again, it plays with your perception. It's right. never what you think mm-hmm. because he actually took the instruments so he could sell them to support the school. Yep. He's actually not a jerk. He yeah. just has to play the jerk. So yeah, He's, he's broke because he spent he's, all his money on trying yeah. to support the school. Um, and they figure this out uh, and so they decide and there's this gorilla that's terrorizing There's been a things. gorilla like terrorizing the school and whatnot, um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so they had a, hold a charity concert for the school and like with all the instruments and like everybody's given money and the school is saved but then the gorilla shows up and it turns out the gorilla is just that no good Jimmy Brown and <laughs> you know who got stuck in a gorilla outfit and it's just some dude doing a Hank Hill impression as far as I got I got stuck in the dang gorilla suit you know, like, I couldn't get out of it and, uh, which leads you to believe like it's like if you because so, he went off to the circus to make money so he could help support the school yeah. and he gets stuck in the gorilla costume and then nobody would help him out because he Look like a gorilla. Ran up to people screaming instead of being like, <laughs> you know, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, like, hey, I'm just a guy in a gorilla suit. Like, he's just, ah! 
<laughs> everybody runs up to it like, no wonder they're running from you. You're screaming at them in a gorilla costume. Yeah. What do they um, expect, people? So it all ends up okay. Uh, the school is saved. Jimmy Brown's back and wasn't a two-timer. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's whatever. It's a final episode. and The, the best parts of it are, are Beatrice and Wirt messing with each other. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like saying that Wirt's a, a spineless do you know like uh, uh, he's he's spineless and only does what people tells him and stuff like that and so he just starts going along with this yeah, whole he's like, thing oh like, I'm just I'm like, gonna do what everyone tells me that was kind of the best part of the episode because it was like it's such a distraction from everything else the only reason we're going on this distraction is because Wirt is trying to get back at Beatrice yeah who's, that's who's, it <laughs> like, yeah they could have easily just not gone there just skip yeah. the whole thing but because <laughs> Wirt's trying to get back at Beatrice <laughs> yeah so and that episode happened and it's fine it's, there's nothing wrong with yeah, it yeah I mean it's, it's just know. it's a character there's no, there's no bad episode of this show no 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 it's just like that one wasn't as good as the rest or that one was just really weird yeah that's like, probably episode, my episode 8 is probably one of those really strange yeah. weird ones yeah that one might be mine. Well, yeah, that one had something interesting happen in it, though. We'll get yeah. to that in a second. Uh, Songs of the Dark Lantern. Which is where they go to the bar. Yes. And, yeah. uh, which has one this of the most... cool. Yeah, it has one of the most interesting uh, uh, animation scenes, I think, in the entire show. Yeah. But, um, no, yeah, they just... They're, the, scene, the episode opens with them riding in the back of a cart with yeah. hay, and they're in the hay, and all of a sudden the driver's like, the beast is after me! And he takes yeah. the corner too sharply. The hay falls off, and they see a uh, tavern. They go inside the tavern, try to get directions to yeah. Adelaide's and where they're at, and so on and so forth. Right. And then you come to find out that everyone in this tavern, everyone's got the th- their own thing, and that's what they ask Ward, like, where do you all come from? What do you do? And like, what do you mean? What do- I'm, a, I'm a boy. What do you mean, what do I do? It's like, yeah. well, we got the butcher, and the baker, and the candlestick maker, and yeah. so on and so forth. And there's one guy's wearing like a, a domino mask, and he's got like a like a hoodie on, or not a beanie on or whatever. He's like, I'm the highway man. I'm like, why would you tell people that? Like, you're a <laughs> well, thief. <laughs> it's it's a very interesting concept that uh, like you know they even they even said at the beginning like I'm I'm Wirt. This is Greg. Yeah, but who are you? Yeah, they're very identified by their label and what they right. do. It's it's very interesting. They're they're all about stories. They're not about anything. It's a weird little place because they. Like, they're literally there to tell each other the stories mm-hmm. of what they are. The toy maker, like, he just makes toys of all the people that are there. The master and apprentice, what is what is he a master of? They yeah. never even say. But Why is the apprentice tied yeah. to his waist? That's weird <laughs> yeah, it's as well. It's really bizarre. And um, then the, the cobbler, you know, or not the cobbler, the tailor, he's always crying for some reason. Yeah, the tailor. I don't know why crying. he's all upset or whatnot. But, but it's it's very interesting because that's, that's like, what defines them as the things like that. And it's like, you're not a young lover, you're a pilgrim. <laughs> like, just, yeah. Like, they, like they, they, don't, they don't really identify with anybody unless they identify with, what they are with a title, yeah, with yeah. a title. You need to have it, a know. title in order to be amongst yeah. this group of individuals, yeah. or whatever. But my one, probably one of my most uh, f- uh, favorite animation scenes is the when the Highwayman does the song. I was gonna, I was gonna say something. Yeah. Yeah. It was very yeah. creepy. It was like, like uh, what they call it, fisheye, fisheye lens. Yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. what it like, looked like. When he gets yes. closer, his head becomes it's, distorted and whatnot. I, I, I saw this and I forget what it is. It's actually, uh, it's an homage. To a performance by by an old timey black performer. See, I was wondering, and I, I can't remember who it was, but I was uh, like, this feels kind yeah. of out of place and almost yeah. like unnecessarily put in yeah. here for a specific reason. I just don't know what it was because yeah. it, it adds thinking, a really creepy effect. The yeah, way that they, the way you know he's dancing, and yeah, his like hand totally, would yeah. swipe right out. in front of you and yeah. whatnot. 
I'll steal your shoes. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, you know, it, it's it's really interesting. And this is where they meet Fred the horse. Yes. Yeah. The talking horse, which we don't know is talking. No, he doesn't say. Beatrice is trying to carry on this whole conversation yeah. with who she thinks is just a na- normal horse. She even says, like, why am I talking to this horse? Yeah. <laughs> Turn, and he keeps laughing whenever she says it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I can talk. <laughs> it's like, what a jerk. Whoops. Uh, yeah, what a jerk. I mean, uh, let me get a towel real quick. That was my fault. Oh no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Steven, what did you do? That was, that was me, well, Steven. Sorry. Still blaming Steven. I'm out of paper towels. So I just don't even yep. There we go. Alright, what's the time stamp on that one? About an hour three. That'll do. Wow. Where the... Yeah, we're now. No, we were that far into it. Yep. So we will. Rush through these pretty quick here. <laughs> so no, we're good. Hey, I'm a, I'm all right if we can right stretch it. Let's turn it yeah. into a two part. Two part. I guess we can. Yeah. But all right. Uh, so basically, what do we got? Where were we? Uh, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. So Beatrice, uh, after carrying on this conversation, she hears uh, singing coming from the woods. Mm-hmm. Some weird uh, title. Light the fire. Very, very old timey, but very kind of appealing. It's not like comedic. It's yeah. like it's like a real falsetto type scene. Yeah, it's like it's like a song um, people would sing while they're actually working. And when I first saw it, I thought it was the woodsman singing. Mm-hmm. It is not. Although it's a bit too, it is a bit too jovial. For it the is. Woodsman. It is a bit too jovial. But I just assumed he was like like that. I like, assume at this point, I think the woodsman's just crazy anyway. Well, and also right. in this so, episode, they also yeah. said something about like uh, yeah, they the, bring up the beast and they said, yeah. oh, well, uh, and they said something about the, the woodsman who's carrying the, the lantern. In, and it was like, oh, the beast carries the lantern. Yeah, that's who the the, in, the, the, innke- the innkeepers because they know all the stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they even say like he who carries the lantern is the beast. Yes. So you know, so Wart's like, oh God, the woodsman <laughs> is the beast. Yeah. So then uh, Beatrice goes out to find out who's singing. Uh, they hear her scream, they run out, they borrow the horse, who they don't know is named Fred yet, go after her, and there's the woodsman, uh, and Beatrice lying on the ground, uh, and, uh, so the, the, basically the woodsman just is, like, warning them, you have to leave, you have to get out of here, and at this point, I think he is the beast, like, you know, that he, like, turns or something, you know. Uh, if he doesn't have, like, the lantern lit. This is, like, what's going on in my head. If oh, the lantern's okay. not lit, he turns into the beast or something. You know? oh, okay. It's like, that's what I'm thinking in my head. Well, I think in I'm this part, actually, it. there was the dialogue he was having It happens with... directly after. Right. Is it... It, it's after they, ha- they, they, they go in and they, they, they get away. He kicks the lantern, but he keeps saying, like, stay away from these woods, leave, you know, avoid the beast. And then something approaches him with eyes in the back and says, woodsman. It's like what do you? It's like you know they, they have this conversation. And you realize the beast is actually there, and uh, he basically says like which which way are they heading? And mm-hmm. you know the woodsman's like stay away from them. You know it's like and he like just kind of fades into the darkness. And isn't and isn't like, it in oh, this okay. episode that he kind of drops the bomb that you find out what the yeah. why the lantern is so significant? Uh, yes, isn't it, isn't it, it, it is. In, it, yes, it is. He has to chop down the Edelwood. To make the oil to keep the fire burning of his daughter's soul, his daughter's which soul is, is what's trapped in the lantern. lantern, supposedly. Yes, yeah, like, that's like, what we're led. That's to what believe. we are led to believe. But exactly. this, this all plays with the, our yeah. This uh, whole show, nothing is as it I, seems. I don't think there's a single episode in which we know the full answer till the end of it. I don't. Oh, think right. Which the unknown, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I think it's brilliant. Honestly, uh, 
The next one is Mad Love. Yes. Which is fun. It's I li- a good one. I like this episode simply because we get to hear John Cleese yes! talk a lot. Oh, it's just John Cleese talk about how <laughs> yeah. he's going mad and oh, whatnot. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, nephew. <laughs> they, they show up at this uh, Fred the Horse, Beatrice... Greg Wart and the Frog all show up, and they're at this. They're in this mansion with mm-hmm. this uh, with Quincy Endicott, played by John Cleese. <laughs> they are posing to be his uh, his uh, nephews. nephews, so that they can steal from him. Yeah. To which Wart is completely against until he learns it's only two cents. Oh, I needed yeah. it. Yeah, like two cents <laughs> to get to the ferry. Yeah, to get exactly. the ferry, so he's like two cents. <laughs> yeah, okay. I yeah, guess that's not too bad. bad. I guess. Um, and uh, and uh, Fred the horse is really wanting to steal stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of my favorite lines. Actually, I have to say. Oh, um, can I say the last episode had my favorite line in the whole freaking series is when the innkeeper kicked Beatrice out of the of the uh, the inn. Yeah, because bluebirds were unlucky, and it's like, and she's like, bluebirds bring good luck, lady. That's what we are. I'm good luck, and she like hits him with a broom or whatever. It's like, get out of here. Good luck, bad luck. I don't need any of it. <laughs> And Beatrice goes, you'll die one day and I'll laugh. <laughs> Curse you, lady. Curse you. You'll die one day and I'll laugh. <laughs> I know. It was just, it was terrifying. But it was, oh my gosh. I love um, Beatrice is great. She has some great one-liners. Probably my second favorite one is when they're arguing about stealing from Quincy. Yeah. Is when he's like, he's like, I don't want to steal from somebody. What are you talking about? We already stole a horse. What? Fred's a talking horse. He can do what he wants. I want to steal. <laughs> I love it. I want to steal. I want to steal. <laughs> oh, it's just so great. Oh, man. And uh, Quin- uh, Quincy Undercott, this tea mogul, uh, built this house, this expansive mansion, uh, Georgian style. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Georgian style, as we learn uh, later on. But a uh, lot of character in this one. A lot of, mm-hmm. uh, we, we get... Um, we get a lot of, uh, basically, he's seen a ghost in this thing, and Greg's yes. like, a ghost? I want to see a ghost. Yeah. So he takes him on an adventure to go see a ghost. Uh, while well, Beatrice, Fred, and Wirt. Yeah. Well, Fred goes with them. And so oh, Beatrice, right. uh, Beatrice yeah. and Wirt go to f- try and find some loose change or whatever to just take for the take for the, take for for the the boat. Um, but uh, basically, um, this serves to round out their relationship a little bit, I would say. Right. It, it's more for Beatrice and Wirt because they start to learn some things about they each other. They reveal a little bit of information Yeah, about yeah. They reveal some information. Like, she, you learn that uh, Beatrice was a human, which is one of the best reveals because she yeah. goes... She's like, you know, it's like, I, you know, it's like, whatever. I used to, you know, it's like, I used to wear, what, like a little bird vest? And I was like, no, when I was a human, you idiot. And she's like, you were human? Did I, did I know that? Like, like, she never did mention it, but it's just yeah. like, you know, like, it's just like, she's just like, oh yeah, I guess she really didn't I guess know I that. never really told you about this. Um, and she drops, uh, a, the, 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 she drops the, uh, the knowledge that basically she, uh, threw a rock at a bluebird and was cursed uh, to and her entire family were turned into bluebirds yep. uh, from this, which is foreshadowed in the beginning of this, where it's showing like little uh, parts, like little like uh, shots clips of things, and clips. You see her by the river, and she like has like a mad face on, and a bluebird like flies out from a from like the bushes or whatever, and she like looks at it like angrily. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much right when that happens. Didn't catch yeah. that. I'll have to go back yeah. through and rewatch that now. Yeah, I was, mm-hmm. I was gonna mention um, yeah. closer to the end, but I'll go ahead and say it now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched this on Hulu, so right. after I got done watching it and the last episode ended, it yeah. started over at the beginning again. Yeah, right? exactly. So yeah. when I watched the first episode and the whole intro came in, I was like, "This mm-hmm. is a really long intro." Right. And then I watched. I just happened to watch yeah. it again. <laughs> and it tells. 
The whole story. The whole story. It the tells, whole story it tells is set you, up in the first yeah. intro, and but, you never see that intro again through the rest of the series. Exactly. It's like it, it foreshadows all the events you're about to see. Very interestingly, and we'll get to that uh, at the end. At the end, I think we could probably. I'm make jumping some, ahead there. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like. That's it for part one. Stay tuned next week for part two of our discussion of Over the Garden Wall.